we were sitting there and I was just like, I was eating because I'd, I'd worked for like an hour to get things set up and he was milling around and I had seen him. I was like, it's, he like caught my eye across the room and like just walked over real fast. Like, Betty, I was like, we, we have never talked like this to each other. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start saying that to people. That's a, that's a great <laughs> yeah. way to introduce. What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, welcome back to the Wheel Rap Podcast, everyone. This here is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us online. We're so online. www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. You get the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod, Ville, Stitcher. We're, we're all over that place. Um, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter. I log on the Dawn on occasion, providing commentary and, and retweets as required uh but i'm coming to you guys from Stewart, florida um going going low light going low light tonight in Stewart, florida it's dark out um and uh yeah trying trying some new vibes but the weather's been spot on a little overcast today maybe a little muggy i think that means we got a little cold front blowing through for some uh some football weather this weekend so sign me up guys I've had a week, let me tell you. A lot of wastewater treatment plan in my life the past three days. Really, really been getting deep, deep in it, quite literally. So excited to share some more with you, but who else is here for now? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we are, I would think it's fair to say, smack dab in the middle of a cold front. Um, uh, I think we, I, I think we got up to 50 today. Um, Ooh. but it's, uh, it's been in the twenties at night, the past couple nights. Um, so we kind of, we kind of skipped past the best parts of fall already. A little concerning. Um, but That's how it happens. Uh, yeah. That's how they get you. We'll, we'll regress back to autumn at some point. I'm sure. Um, I'm on twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, I saw we get Christian Pulisic back for the November qualifiers. That's big news for uh america for the flag for the troops so uh get excited ladies and gentlemen he's back, back. the pew dog captain america uh my name is jason Crick. i am also in the friendly city of harrisonburg where yeah it's far too cold uh, already <laughs> not a fan not a fan uh, i could see my breath last night upon returning home just in time for Simulator League. Unacceptable. It's it Simulator League. Simi season. As I, as I limped home uh, from work last night, I could see my breath. Why were you limping home, Jason? I uh, was... Big day? Um, somewhat that, yeah. But I also <laughs> was in the arena yesterday. <laughs> running stairs? I wish I was running stairs. I uh, was... Just hopping down the stairs to the floor, and we have like it goes from concrete to like two metal steps to get down to the actual floor from the, the seating sections. And uh, as I stepped on the very bottom step, one of them moved, and I just completely ate. Um, like didn't didn't quite hit the ground, but uh, like caught myself, and like water bottle fell out of my. Backpack like hit the ground. Wow. It's a it's a hydro flash, so it hit the ground like a freaking gunshot. Uh, a full yard in, sale. A full yeah, yard in front sale. Of, love, love a full yard sale. In front of like a, a fundraising meeting that was taking place. Um, <laughs> but I caught myself before landing, and I like stood up, and I was like, I, don't, I have no idea what happened. And uh, tore an ACL. Yeah, and um, after like the adrenaline of like being shocked wore off, I like tried to put weight on my right ankle and didn't have any on there. So uh, semi-season got, got delayed at least 48 hours. Oh, jeez, dude. Um, I'm sorry. So well, how are we doing? It, it would have gotten delayed anyways. Uh, 20 on, 20 off? Scheduling reasons. Understood. 
Yeah, well, Jason, I want I want to revisit this ankle situation because sure. uh, I'd like to know have you gener have you generated a conversation yet with uh, friend of the podcast and program counsel Colton Puckett about your <laughs> your potential for workman's comp pending, and uh, my impending labor strife. What I may or may not need to delete from your account of said events. To, so that you don't perjure yourself. That's, I guess, no, that's is what I'm getting at. I appreciate that. I'll yeah. uh, I'll be in consultation with our our legal counsel and I'll get back to you. Right. I think you could probably go after Hydroflask too. To be honest, sounds like yeah. you almost lost a digit there to the Hydroflask. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like the there, there's there's mental damage that was done. If we're being honest, untold, of, untold. Of most, most of our fundraising staff turning in bewilderment at six foot five of Jason Kreck careening across the baseline. That's right. The laser, th the laser thin. The razor practicing thin. taking a charge. Rail, rail thin, rail thin. Best rail rail thin. thin even. <laughs> Different types of gun, guns, Jason. Shouts out, guns. shouts out Dustin DePierre. Now with DD. the Washington Post, I think. Oh, wow. DD climbing Still on the, the sports beat or is he doing other stuff? I forget what he's doing now. He's huh. not telling the truth. That's for damn sure yeah. if he's working at the Washington lies. Post, Paul. Part of Justin. Joe Biden's liberal agenda for America. Oh no, right? he's still in Indiana. He's still in Indiana. I think it was. I was thinking of somebody else. I think. Yeah. Marcus Helton. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. He's he's the Indiana Athletics beat writer for the Bloomington Herald Times and Indianapolis Star. Oh, good for him. Sweet. Yeah. Big, huge Michael Penix guy. Probably. Are we all? All right, boys. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking more polar bubbly water. This is the grapefruit variety. Uh, the grapefruit is in the variety pack that is available at the Costco. So that's what it is. I have a question for you. It would appear you consume a significant amount of bubbly waters. What <laughs> would you say your weekly bubbly water, like your consumption while visiting was high, I yeah. would say. Was that, is that about average? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, so I probably you go like through... four or five a day. Uh, I'd say three or four. Like okay. I typically drink it in the evenings after dinner. Um, nice. Or sometimes if I need if I need a little excitement in the afternoon at work and I don't want to just like put another pot of hot coffee on. Uh, That's probably healthy. Yeah. Then I, then I choose the carbonated stuff. But yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Cricky. Uh, well. You know what's happened this week, so it's definitely another gin and tonic night. No. Cheers. Hey, well, cheers, Jason. I'm drinking with you tonight, finally. I'm back. Uh, this is back a ranch, on the wagon. This is a Ranch Rider Spirits ranch water uh, out of a can. Um, you know, been working hard this week, so I'm back. I'm back on my BS drinking on the podcast. You Time know. to make some picks. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm really trying to change the energy. Maybe that, yeah, that's been our problem. <laughs> <laughs> something, something's been the problem. It clearly yeah. can't be us. Be we it. do impeccable research. When I was when I was tubbier, I was making way better picks. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so there's a, there's correlation causation situation going on here for yep. sure. Anyhow, um, cool. All right, Rocktown, Jason. Big news out of Rocktown today, this week. You got Yesterday. your golf clubs. You got your oh, golf clubs. Yeah, obviously the biggest <laughs> thing happening. <laughs> the biggest thing happening in sports in Harrisonburg right now is yeah. that. That I have acquired irons. Uh, seven new irons from Srixon. Shout Team out Srixon. And they Team are, Srixon. They are quite sexy. Are you did are you gonna start wearing the Srixon hat that has like the confusing yellow thing on the bill yeah. that looks like a sticker? Yeah, I'm gonna go all in. I think, I, I think you should. I yeah. really think you should. Srixon visor. Uh, yep. if we could get the Srixon like full Srixon bucket hat. The That's what you guys are looking for. Boonie. Yeah. The Srixon Boonie. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look and see if <laughs> Um, exciting, exciting times. Yeah. I guess there was some other big news in Harrisonburg too. I don't know what yeah. you want to talk about, but I want to give you, I want to give you more than 45 seconds to talk about it, but let's, <laughs> let's not, let's not overdo it here. All right. That's we got to talk about the Gators versus South Carolina later. So we need obviously, to <laughs> obviously we have to make room. For... <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, decided earlier this week that, uh, if James Madison university, uh, disclaimer: My current place of employment uh, were to until this make, podcast episode comes out, until, until James is about to let it fly. Um, <laughs> that if James Madison University were to move to the Sun Belt um, or any conference outside of the current Colonial Athletic Association, um, that the the Colonial Athletic Association presidents, likely by way of their athletic directors 
voted that James Madison and its student athletes would become immediately ineligible for all conference championships. Um, mm. So with decisions likely pending on that, uh, that would eliminate all but essentially two of our sports teams. Uh, one, women's soccer is currently playing Hofstra in the quarter in the conference semifinals. Uh, field hockey starts the semifinals tomorrow. So with the exception of those two teams and cross country, which already happened, every other sport at James Madison would be ineligible for a conference title. Um, at the mid-major level. Does that matter for football? Can I ask real quick if that matters for football? It, it doesn't for two reasons. Um, one, football would – all teams are still eligible for NCAA play. Okay. Um, so one, football would likely get an at-large bid and not need the CAA automatic quarter qualifier. The other is makes that even that irrelevant. Uh, it turns out, for those that don't know, the CAA and CAA football are two different conferences. Oh. Um, and I they have they have two separate sets of bylaws, and CAA football does not have this bylaw. Bylaw and season. Get excited. Bylaw season, baby. It wouldn't matter. Um, okay. The uh, the league is pointing to and frankly hiding behind a bylaw that is in the conference uh, that, to our knowledge, doesn't exist in any other conference that makes this a rule. Uh, it's been enforced twice before. Uh, once for in 2001 when Richmond moved to the Atlantic 10, and once in the 2012-13 era of conference realignment when Old Dominion and Georgia State and uh, George Mason were affected by it when they moved to various conferences. Right. Um, uh, that's been brought up as precedent. That's been brought up that JMU voted to uphold those bylaws back then, um, all of which are facts. It's also a fact that Jeff Bourne has openly says he regrets that. Um, and it's also a fact that, like if, quite frankly, it is an absurd rule and a rule that is punitive and petty to the very last people it should punish. Um, right. Not a single student athlete is ever in the room when conference or realignment is getting discussed. Uh, contracts are signed. Student athletes aren't in the room for that. All that stuff. Um, and all it serves is to punish them. You know, this, this is a minor bummer for me and that I don't get to like compete for a men's basketball championship or something like that. Um, but it is about 7,000 times as much of a bummer for student athletes because this is their life. Yeah. Um, and for most of these athletes, a conference title is the biggest thing they'll play for. Um, and so it's, it's petty and it's childish and the league should be embarrassed by it. And I hope they are because uh, as a communications professional, it's bad out there. Um, there are waves upon waves of national writers writing these stories about how the CAA should be embarrassed. Um, yeah. And frankly, all the only option we have at this point is public shaming um, because right. those nine presidents should be shamed. Uh, plans have been in the works based on a couple presidents and a conference commissioner telling Jeff Bourne uh, the gist of it, not word for word, but the gist of it was, we know what's right for the student athletes. Um, but and, I'm guessing there's a big but coming. And so uh, Jeff Bourne and John Alger felt very good going into the meeting with the vote. And then the vote was extremely lopsided. It was not even close. Um, and it was petty and Sure. They can hide behind the bylaw all they want, but the fact is they did something that is the opposite of in mind with of sorry the the opposite of keeping student athlete welfare in mind. Um, mm -hmm. They they love talking the talk. They love there's literally a line on the conference website talking about how they want to be the model of um, you know student athlete welfare and that sort of thing. And they did the 100% opposite of that. And again. They can hide behind the bylaw all they want, but the reason they did it was because they have better chances at winning conference titles without JMU in the field. Um, and yeah, I mean, my, one of my least favorite, my least favorite phrases for explaining, well, rules are rules. I hate it. I hate it so much. Like if it's a bad rule, get rid of it. Right. Yeah. If it's a bad law, get rid of it. This, you, everybody talks about freedom. This whole country was based 
on we pissed and moaned about a tea tax and dumped some tea in this freaking ocean. <laughs> so like, right. why would we be like, well, laws are laws? Like that is such a coward's way out, and it's embarrassing. And I, uh, I have basically I apologize to anybody who follows me on Twitter at Jason Greck uh, because my entire last twenty four hours has been nothing but retweets. Extremely, um, extremely hashtag mad online content out of correct yeah. the past 24 hours. He will hours, never but. log off. Yep, I will not. I will tweet through this. Um, but it's important that that those kids' messages get out. And yeah, they want to they speak their mind, and we're going to let them, and we're going to encourage them. And like I said, it's our only recourse that we have left. Um, yeah. No, so. I get it. It, it, did, it did seem awfully, you know, just – just kind of uh, petty. Petty is a good word for it. it seemed pretty mm-hmm. punitive, and it's a shame that like the the levels with which these decisions are made, like the, the people who have to bear like the consequences are the athletes that play the sports. Um, you know, because like at the end of the day, like someone who plays field hockey is this is likely the last handful of times they'll ever be playing field hockey unless they go on to some sort of bizarre field hockey coaching career or something like that, which is, is unlikely, Olympics. right? So. You know, right. But There's I, only I'm so many thinking, of those. Right. Yeah. In in general, um, some of these sports that you're punishing are taking away opportunities for these you people. Are, their you sport, are ending probably, careers yeah, against for, their choice. Exactly. So anyhow, super, that, that's a bummer. But um, yeah. uh, I guess we're going to have to continue to, uh, we'll see, to, to retweet. Uh, I'm trying I, to get blocked by the CIA. Maybe I'll start, I'll start firing off. I like that plan. I like that plan I a lot. See, yeah. like, um, it's been a while. We'll see. I, I don't believe things are over sure. to what uh, result. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's just I like, think, to, to, yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's an extra frustrating situation too. I imagine because it's not a, like, it's not a rule where, uh, action has direct consequence like there had to be an extra separate vote and like that gave an opportunity for these university presidents and athletic directors to recognize and say you know what this is an antiquated idea of looking at things and we in this moment can choose to not enforce it and we can rise above hate as our georgia bulldog (laughs) insider likes to remind us to do um (laughs) And they chose not to. So it's yeah. not just like, well, our hand was forced. It was like, no, we chose to do this. The, the appeal the appeal was made and the appeal was rejected soundly. Yeah. And the proof is going to be in the pudding because I think in eight months, I think next summer, they're going to repeal the, the bylaw. And that'll be that. And they're going to really show their true colors. And it's it's embarrassing. And yeah. whatever happens next... Uh, I'm glad that I likely won't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> sure. Allegedly. Sure. Yeah. And I will say just like one last thing, just from my outside point of view, like the tidbit you threw in about football being different makes this especially, I would say. It's uh, all insane. Because like, I, I mean, you could walk me down a path in which like they were trying to punish foot, JMU football because JMU football has been the best and yada, yada, whatever. Like you could walk me down that path and I could say like, okay, I can see why you guys were, you know, hashtag mad about this. But I also like, yeah, butthurt, if you will. Yeah. Uh, But you pointing out the fact that like the, like football is a, is a separate conference and doesn't have that same bylaw. Like obviously football decided that wasn't a good deal, good idea or a good deal. So um, like I said, punishing, like, I don't want to be, um, we'll just call them like, well, non-revenue sports, right? Punishing, punishing the non-revenue sports seems especially mean spirited. Um, and, uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, but Hey, mean, mean spirited gets you a long way these days. Cause you're, you're being real, right? You'd be, so. you'd be surprised how many decisions are made with contract <laughs> bonuses in mind. Sure. Anyhow. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Um, as indicated, been all up in the, uh, the Palm Beach County wastewater treatment system this week. If you guys got any questions, just let me know. Fire away. Uh, <laughs> been doing a lot. Um, but we're back. We're back here now, and I uh, don't think I have to go down there tomorrow. So that's oh, good news. A little things more. Casual like. Friday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, might even try to tee it up, TBD. Hey, now. Um, okay, I guess big news out of this week. Wait, did we did we talk about Gary Patterson on the last episode? I did. Yes. Okay that that had happened that had happened right right as we recorded. Yep. I think the last episode. So no new 
uh, job openings to add to the fray. We did have one job opening closed though. Um, and I don't even know that we were tracking this job as being open. That was Georgia Southern. That's right. Clay so, Hill. yeah, I, I, I can't, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know why, I guess I wasn't registering that Georgia Southern was, um, was an open position. They had the first opening of the year, didn't they? Yeah. They, Way some, back when? Something must have gone awry there with their, uh, uh, the, the coach that they hired. So Georgia Southern, I don't think that's a nothing job. Um, that's a, like uh they they were sort of the model for the jump to to fbs right um or at least one of the model programs for jump to fbs they were a dynastic fcs team uh at that level of the original adrian peterson running back for them they ran the triple um and ever since they've kind of tried to move away from the triple maybe this be, be let this be a warning to you georgia tech fans um i just don't think they've ever really regained their footing uh are they in the Sun Belt? They are in the, in the Sun Belt. Okay. They're in the Sun Belt. Um, it seems like they've kind of been passed by the likes of maybe like your app states uh and, and others. Obviously, if they're making a coaching change, things aren't going well. But uh they have hired Clay Helton to be their head coach. Very interest like very intriguing. I mean, that is certainly a name. Uh it's the guy name. obviously wants to coach football. I guys used to live in Statesboro, Georgia, and have been to numerous Georgia Southern football games. Did you know that? I recall I, this. I you, know it now. You attended during the uh <laughs> You attended the, during the Adrian Peterson years. The, the original AP days. Yeah. So um anyhow, I mean that's just curious enough to me. Uh so you guys got any thoughts on Clay Hilton? I mean, I, I, well, I'm really looking at his Wikipedia great... right now. Um, yeah. did you know, Logan, that he was born in Gainesville, Florida? Oh wow. No. So I did the not. Gators are gonna have to wait a couple of years to bring him home if yeah, if they want to do that. Um Okay, fair enough. No, he he got his start. At Duke as a GA in the mid-90s, uh, had a cup of coffee at Houston, and then uh, cut his teeth for about nine years at Memphis before yeah. uh, jumping over to the West Coast. So he's got some, like, ties and... Varied some, roots, yeah. Yeah, some some experiences in the Southeast of, of the United States. So I'm interested to see kind of what, what that turns into. And what is like, ultimately, what does he view it as? Is that like, I want to coach sure. here for 10 years and retire, or like, I want to be here for two years max and like get, yeah, you know, get the Purdue job? <laughs> <when that's laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a really good question. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. I do know that, um, I mean, I think Georgia Southern, for what it's worth, like they have a pretty strong football culture. And I know those fans have expectations of, for them to be good. So, <laughs> Uh, we'll see what kind of coach Clay Hilton is, you know, in a non super spotlight job. I and mean, he managed, Lord knows the guy can hang on to jobs for a while. <laughs> yes, he was true. the USC coach for like six and a half years. I mean, that seemed like a long run. Yeah. He USC. got hired in 15. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow. Okay. So that's the only one that's been filled. Uh, you know, we, we still got the, the normal openings. Haven't really heard too much about, uh, most of these, um, I think, as conference championship season, you know, sort of comes to a head here, and then uh, we get through that, we'll start to really see a lot of dominoes falling um, in, in those regards. Regarding some of your your bigger name candidates, your Luke Fickles, your uh, uh, Mel Tuckers, things of that nature. That's right. It's true. Uh, we did have playoff rankings. Speaking of things to get hashtag mad oh online about. Here we go. Come out this week. Um, I don't know, guys. This is very dumb. And this is clearly <laughs> a made this is a made for TV spectacle to force us to talk about it. Um we don't easy. have to talk about it. Yeah, we we don't really have to, but I mean, easy enough. They they pretty much have drawn drawn their line in the sand and Cincinnati's not getting in the playoff by where they put them. I think a lot of teams are going to need to lose. Some teams ahead of Cincinnati will lose, but Cincinnati will also get passed by teams that will beat teams that are probably ahead of Cincinnati. Um, and it sucks because Cincinnati seems to be uh, the perfect example of the, well, we can't put UCF in because they didn't play anybody. Like So Cincinnati actually goes out, God knows, five-plus years ago and schedules Notre Dame and you know wins that game, beats somebody, and then – you know, people still will look at their schedule and say they haven't played anybody. They, they beat Indiana. They beat Cincinnati. They're going to beat a good SMU team. They're going to beat a good um, 
Houston. Houston team and probably have another shot at one of those two teams in the AAC championship game. I'm not trying to sit out here and tell you that that is the best resume I've ever seen. I don't even think the people are wrong when they say that the resume isn't the best, but like, to me, this just makes the case that the system is kind of dumb. And um, that's, that's really all I have to say about that. Cause like, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that I, I'm not here to like pump up Cincinnati's resume, uh, but also I think Cincinnati is uh, a example for a system that is like, pretty broken at this point or uh, they, needs to like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like why do we is, play the games? Like you said, they've done literally everything a team can do. That so is not far, in the power yeah. five conferences. They, they are as perfect a setup as you can have. And the committee has made it clear yet. Yeah, now we don't give a shit about that. Like if you're not in the power five conference, you're not making the playoff. That is, and the, like the, the the frustrating thing was that like they they spun it with the worst quotes in the world. Like they said, like, oh well, sure, Cincinnati has beaten Notre Dame at Notre Dame, but what have they done other than that? Which is insane because it's week eight and nobody, I won't say nobody, Alabama and, and Georgia have done more than that. But like Ohio State hasn't done more than that. Oregon hasn't done more than that. They just look better to you. And so that that's absurd. And then they're also the Oregon lost to Stanford. Stanford is awful. They're oh, awful. Yeah. A three win team. Terrible, that's a terrible yeah. loss. Like Notre Dame is going to pass Cincinnati here soon. And then they're going to be in a real pickle because they're going to have to talk themselves into a team that won a head to head matchup, like in a, in a hard fought game. Yeah. Like, but they won that game decisively. That wasn't like and guess what? Like we're, we're, we are going to be sitting in a situation in which we're going to be arguing does Ohio state or Notre Dame deserve to get in. Yep. Um, it's dumb. The, the, the system is is very dumb. I I don't and, really know uh, what else to say because like I, I yeah. The other thing I we just need to go back. That... We just need to go back to BCS. We need to take the if if a bunch of people are just going to sit around. Yeah. I think the playoffs fine, but we need to let the computers do it because yeah. if a bunch of people are just going to sit around and be like, well, I think these are the four best teams, then that's fine because I think they're they've been pretty much right. I think for the most part, like I do think they choose the, the best four teams. I don't think though that you need to sit up here and tell us about people's resumes and what goes into it. Right. No, you just think that Georgia and Alabama and Ohio state and Oregon and Michigan state are the best teams right now. Like they clearly haven't given a rat's of thought to freaking no, uh, wake forest. Freaking wake forest is eight. No, they're getting the mid major treatment too. That's and, so and is Oklahoma. And, and, yeah. So is Oklahoma who evidently, <laughs> you know, but I, I guess, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to bring up the two lane game, not being, uh, you know, impressive enough right. for Cincinnati, even though Oklahoma only beat them by two. Right. So anyway, so, uh, maybe, maybe that's why Oklahoma still is because they have to do the two lane thing to them too. But I, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, the, the, here we are all it's mad just about annoying. it. And like, yeah, as soon as we say, we're not going to argue about this because it's a content farm, we're going to about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, um, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it is, I think fun to talk about in, in, yeah, in a way, but I, I just, it's disappointing. They also, we, one of the, I think it was the, the head of the CFP came out and said, like, he got straight up asked, um, you know, does a does a team outside the Power Five ever have a chance? And he said, yes, of course. And the guy was basically like, okay, how? Like, how does, and he said, well, look at BYU. They played like four or five Power Five schools that one year. We ranked them very high. It's like, okay, so the answer is no, because BYU and Notre Dame are the only two that can do that. Right. Like Cincinnati cannot schedule five power five schools. They have UConn nine can, Jason. American. You're forgetting UConn. UConn is an independent. That's All a great right. point. Can, and and UMass. UMass is also capable of doing such a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, no, well, I, I think they gave they gave freaking BYU a whole lot of credit in these rankings. A BYU team that's been like a little schizo and like yeah. not that great and also gave up 42 points and a half of football the other day. Yeah, they, you know. they lost soundly to a four and four Boise State team. Yep. Yes. Right. Uh, they put Minnesota number twenty. Well, well, Minnesota does control their own destiny in the Big Ten West right now. Yeah, so. they, they're rowing their own boat, Jason. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm with you. The, it's the a, defense rests. It's, it's a silly. It's a it's a, a silly thing, but uh, you know, I just think I just think it sucks because again, I will I will come back to my point. Like, I think that Georgia and Alabama are probably the two best teams. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Um, and you know, maybe most years there's like three teams that are the best three teams and there's kind of a fall off. And like this year, it seems like maybe there's a fall off from, you know, two to everybody else, but 
know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be in a situation in which we have to watch Notre Dame just get bludgeoned on TV again. And that's probably not a great reason to like, you know, be building a, a playoff system off of, but we can't really be doing this. Yeah. See, I, I think my, one of my larger issues with this whole thing, this whole structure is it, it feels like it was sold when, when it was taking shape as a, like, this is a way to give more teams a shot if they, if they earned the shot. Right. But now it feels like it's turned into, well, how how do we create the best spectacle with this platform? It has become fairly fairly transparently a we gotta put together the best games because we have two additional TV contracts. Yeah, we're right. putting together a music festival. Who are the best headliners we can grab? And <laughs> like, so yeah, I think. Nobody should be shocked that that's how it has right. developed, but it's still worth pointing out, I think. Yes. If Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game by, like, two, it is going to be <laughs> wild to see what, what they decide to do. Um, but, so, anyhow. Okay, let's move it on. We got some games this week uh, to pick and talk about. And, uh, you know, we got to, oh Oh, real quick, mentioned it to you guys. Sports gambling, we're out here in Florida, boys. So, um, welcome. Maybe, maybe brother. now that now that I'm now that I'm here and I'm legal and everything's above board, uh, my my luck will turn around. Now that I have real real ammo in the gun, so to speak. Doubt it. I want to I want to emphasize that I am emphatically not out here. Yeah, Thank Jason you. is Jason. very Jason. well not out here. Right, Keith Creech, uh, the account that's linked to Jason's number is totally. Don't even don't even say (laughs) (laughs) he lives in Florida and he after my week parody law. It's parody law. You're fine. This is the VPN to represent himself in the 772 down here in international uh, waters. (laughs) All right. Uh no, of course Jason's above board. He loves the Dukes more than more than most. So shout shouts out. You know what? I respect that about you too. I want you to know that. What did I want you to know that? That you I respect the Dukes, that you love the Dukes more than yeah. most. <laughs> yeah. I do love the Dukes more than most. <laughs> First game on the list, Georgia Tech at Miami. Why is this on the list, you might ask? I'll be there. I'm going. I'll be at the game, boys. Let's go. Uh, fan of the podcast, a friend of the podcast, Miles Brubacher, and his father will be in attendance. I um, will be down there doing a little bit of casual tea-gating with them pregame. The game's at 1230, which is an ideal time for a game at the hard. I can be home for the afternoon games. Uh, you know, within reason, should be a good time. How far does that drive? Honestly, to the hard, it is like an hour and it's less than two hours. Um, if traffic is not, yeah, Friday afternoon at four thirty, maybe not the best time to try to make that drive. (laughs) We We found out, yeah, (laughs) we we had a a pretty clenched moment in the car when we were trying to get our. We had to. We had to pick up the parking pass, Jordan. Was that yeah, what it was? Yeah, we had to pick up our parking pass at the rec center. At a, like, like a community center that was yeah. seriously like across the street from the stadium, but like it was closing, and like we had to do like a double handoff, and Jordan had cash in hand, and it was like this whole thing. It was it was pretty wild. I got but... I got to practice being a bag man. It was sick. yeah. Our, our, we we got taken care of this. We made it. Um, I like the stadium. It's a nice too. stadium. Really nice stadium. Uh, really, a lot of really good seats in the house. I'm sure there will be plenty available for us to take advantage of on Saturday. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe Miami can continue to build the case to bring uh, Mr. Diaz back next year. Logan, I I'm glad you put this game on the list because I uh, unintentionally found a juicy little tidbit about Ooh. this matchup. Yes. yes. Did you know? This was reported by Football Scoop on Monday, November first. My and this is a direct quote. Miami will have a 20% reduction in communication devices for this week's game versus Georgia Tech after the ACC found the Canes violated Rule 1-4-12, which monitors how many staff members can electronically communicate during a game. So wow. Sounds like 20% Miami, reduction. Miami got caught doing some shenanigans. That might explain a bit of their recent resurgence. And wow. now they're going to be coaching in the 1990s with, with some limited devices. Miami caught in a wiretapping fraud. Who would have thought? Yes, yeah, so it might, yeah, yeah. might be time to sprinkle a little bit on the jackets. 
<laughs> I'll take a look. I'll take a look. We'll see. We'll see if there's any late movement to late waves to jump movement, upon. Yeah. 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 Get, get butt that. on the horn. Your boy might lock it in, is basically what we're saying. <laughs> Let's go, Jackets. Anyhow, uh, Miles is a proud, uh, you know, a proud yellow jacket himself. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, get to see Jeff Collins, uh, you know, concept up close and personal. See how things really go. Yeah, wearing the sleeveless hooded jacket. <laughs> in in the muggy Miami temperatures should be great. Hope the weather's nice. Um, I'm sure it will be lovely. Uh, all right, up next, we got the Gators at South Carolina East. USC East, I should say. South Carolina. <laughs> Southeast um, Carolina. Southeast Carolina. Uh, Florida, I saw it was like an 18-point favor in this game. It's a night game uh, at South Carolina. You know, maybe a little sprinkle on the cocks there. Just, just a little cover ski. No big deal. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about this. I'm, Shane Beamer's going to have the boys fired up. I'm taking a guarded approach here, uh, but th- I think the bigger story here is Dan Mullen just continues to just – he has a good moment, and then he just ruins any goodwill momentum <laughs> that he has with a bad moment. Um, he can't help himself when he's asked some of these questions in press conferences not to be, like, just a little sassy. And, like, it worked for Steve Spurrier. These were different times, and his team he was, was also always – His like team crazy. was dominating, yeah, which, which helped. Uh, but – yeah, just um, I I do think that there was there was a quote this week that was kind of making the rounds like that sort seemed to allege that Dan Mullen was like saying that they were not going to be doing any in season recruiting and they will worry about that after the season. Upon review of the situation, a little bit unfair to Mr. Mullen to I guess frame it that way. It was a clumsy quote. He should not have said it. It is very easy to stand up there and do the thing that he did on Saturday after the game and say. Uh, we are constantly working hard to get great players who want to be part of Gator Nation. Boom. And don't have to say anything else. It doesn't mean anything. Just say the answer and move on. It doesn't mean anything. But instead, he says something to the effect of, like, he basically didn't want to talk about recruiting right now until the until after the season, which he referred to as, like, recruiting time. And, um, you know, that has been the chief gripe of all of Florida Nation with him this this whole time now there are some more gripes that are rising the ranks but the chief gripe has been that he doesn't he's not a plus recruiter and he doesn't seem to recognize that as maybe a weakness of his and therefore like load the staff with some guys who are um you know some some recruiters you gotta have some recruiters on this yeah he's he's more ride with his guys that he's been with for a long time uh most of which kind of take his approach to development and listen, not all inherently a bad thing, but you got to be able to recognize your weaknesses if you want to be uh, a leader and and a, and a successful leader, especially in college football. So uh, that all said, he did, I guess, have to issue some sort of like basically like clarifying statement to the stupid thing he said earlier in the week in which he said the thing that we all wanted him to say, which was like, oh, we're, we're always recruiting. It's a full-time job. Which yeah, was nothing all. at all. And didn't they, like, cancel media availability for the rest yeah. of the week or something? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately after the first press conference when he said the weird thing, uh, and then he had to clarify that um, when he went back to clarify the other thing, he also clarified that they had made the decision to close off media access before that press conference. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a wild ride. Yeah, wild ride. Um, I think Florida has rubbed a lot of their local beat folks the wrong way over the last couple of years because they don't they don't really allow a whole lot of media access at practice. And and when they do, uh, it would appear that guys get like very, very huffy about things that are shared um, as if like Florida's doing some sort of secret, you know, football uh, in, in there. And so I don't think I mean, they've endeared themselves. Football, exactly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, I don't think they've endeared themselves well, so I do think that that might contribute to some of the, um, you know, some some of the, some of the journalists might might be willing to pop off a little bit, and you know, you, you ask for it and you get it sometimes. So, uh, I, I, that's that is where we're at with Florida football right now. It is more behind the scenes weird stuff. Um, I think the recruiting class currently sits somewhere in the 30s after a couple of decommits, which is not great. And uh, yeah, so go Gators this weekend, though, right? You know what it is. <laughs> right. in the white. Wearing the white unis mm. on the road under the lights, Williams Brass Stadium. That's right. It's a big uh, one. We'll keep it going, uh, Jordan. I wanted to direct your attention to this Missouri at Georgia game. Uh, Georgia's a thirty-nine and a half point favorite in this game. I think Missouri might be worth a little sprinkle right after the Florida week. A little letdown potential here. 
Georgia could win this game 35 to nothing and absolutely dominate and not cover. I, I think I, I like I like that maybe happening. It, I um, mean, it also requires like Missouri tackling Georgia enough to sure. like, only limit them. I, Missouri, I I would look for a prop uh, Georgia to win to nil. That's, wow. that's the prop I'm looking for. Let me look at the total number of points Georgia has scored this year in a game. I don't think they've scored more than 39, but maybe like once or twice. <laughs> Except for a quarter of the season to this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just, just, just see. Like, I mean, they beat the brakes off of Arkansas, didn't they only score 38 in that game? All right, they scored 40. They scored 10 against Clemson. You might remember that. They did score 56 against UAB. They scored 62 against Vanderbilt. Not not voting well for my case here. Um, <laughs> 37 against Arkansas, 34 against Auburn. Careful, careful with those live bullets, my guy. Against Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like, I, I just looked at that. I was I was thinking more letdown angle on Georgia. Right. They, they have only scored north of 40 a couple times, but one of them was against Vanderbilt, who maybe slightly better than Missouri. Missouri is terrible. Didn't so Vanderbilt I'm going to stay away from play this one. already this year. Wasn't that a real Donnie Brook of like a, who can, who can fart louder than the other team? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that did happen. Um, regrettably for all of college football. Let's just check in on the Vanderbilt Commodores. They're one and three on the year with their one victory. No, they can't be only one and three. Is that a conference victory against Missouri? Uh, no, they lost 37-28 in what was definitely a Donnybrook. Um, oh. No, no, Missouri did beat them 37-28. I can't read. It's fine. It's the tequila. It's getting to me. That's <laughs> half right. a ranch water and just goes sideways. I'm just all over the place here. Um, and lastly, uh, I just want to direct some attention to Tennessee at Kentucky. I think this game, Tennessee's looked a little... A little lively. I don't want to say I'm taking the bait on Tennessee. They've looked a little lively. Kentucky dropped a game last week. They got housed by Mississippi State last week in a in a pretty disappointing performance. Um, they got to go on, or they they welcome Tennessee, I guess, this weekend. But Tennessee also throws the ball over the yard, and I don't know. Kentucky seems like they're willing to give up some yards through the air. Uh, this will be interesting, I think. Yeah. So this game uh, opened. Kentucky minus five and has fallen all the way to a pick them at this Ooh. point. Um, wow. I, I kind of like the balls. Um, and uh, the other game I I thought was an interesting line was uh, Michigan State at Purdue. Michigan State is only favored by two or two and a half, I think. Uh, Ooh. Purdue, you will remember famously uh, upset – which team? Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, yeah, the giant killers, the the spoiler makers, it, as they are called by some. Um, I can't take credit for that. that was, oh, that was for don't title. do it to them. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. 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 <laughs> Known for such hits as per don't do it to them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe keep keep a little eye on, on that one in the B1G. Yes, absolutely. Jason, tell us about the Dukes this weekend. The Dukes. From CAA football, not from CAA proper. Sure. Uh, well, the Dukes don't play a CAA opponent this weekend, conveniently. Awesome. Um, the Dukes are at home. It's homecoming at Bridgeport Stadium. Um, they welcome me the to Bridgewater Dukes. College Eagles. What's going on? We're going we're gonna to play another Michael round Clark. of Guess That Mascot. Oh, okay. Love it. The Dukes are playing... At 3.30 p.m., Campbell. Oh, Campbell's. Camels. Yeah. Uh, they're too yeah, famous. The Campbell Camels, yeah. yeah. No, I think UVA played them in soccer at one point. I went to a UVA Campbell. I think they're a pretty good soccer team, though. Yeah. Uh, Probably. Neil Barlow and them boys got the job done, though. No problem. It was nothing. Shout out. Shout out to the UVA uh, men's, men's soccer program. Anyhow. All right. Well, that's what we got. So, homecoming for the Dukes. You got an early, early spread on that game, Jason? I, not that you, not that you for say. So many reasons I do not for stay plugged into this. Only, yeah, <laughs> I gotta think. Uh, is Campbell good? No, they're fine. They're a good homecoming opponent. Is is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I hope that the Dukes have a good time. I hope that yeah. the P lot is bumping. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? I do that, feel you. Okay. All right. It should be. Excellent. All right, Jordan, take us to Pickland, please. Pick. 
pick land is what you want. Pick land is what you got, brother. Uh, you guys know the deal. Five games against the spread. Logan now has live bullets. Will he? T- <laughs> will he tail himself? Will he fade himself? It remains to be seen. It's a telling situation. Um, three to four, gonna... three to five dollar unit increments. You know, <laughs> baby steps. Uh, we're going to start in the ACC. This is a game that screams Raycom Sports all over it. Oh yeah, uh, it really does. Rest in peace to to the goat. Um, we've got undefeated and top ten ranked Wake Forest taking the claw fence into Chapel Hill to take on Mac Brown and Sam Howell and Dem Boys. Uh, the Tar Heels are home favorites by two and a half points in this one. Oh, I, to start. I hate North Carolina. <laughs> I, um, I got to say I hate a team every week flatly. That's just, true. Just, just, to get the just emphatically so. I hate Iowa. Uh, I'm going to take Wake here. I, 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 Jordan was ahead of all of us in the don't think UNC is actually that good race, but I don't think UNC is actually that good. Sure. Um, and Wake, uh, I'm not sure. UNC is probably one of the better teams on Wake's schedule, but they're not that good. So. Yeah, I mean, this would be a good win for Wake, but I sure. think they should, I would hope. I don't know. Well, yeah. It, it Line feels, seems fishy, though. Seems yeah, weird. It does, it does seem like a fishy <laughs> line. <laughs> Which is Thanks, a great Jordan. one to lead off with. Um, <laughs> it also feels like one of those ones where it's like, if Wake wins, maybe it's not as great of a win, but if they lose, it's not a good loss. Like, yeah. they're they're not going to get benefit of the doubt for losing, but they also won't get any credit. This will be more just like solidifying that North Carolina is not very good versus like Wake being like, all right, we beat a team with a yeah. quarterback. All right, we can jump game. to seven in the playoff rankings. Right. Um, Suck at Cincinnati. Yeah. I am. I tried this once before. It didn't work, so I'm going to try it again. Uh, I'm going to take North Carolina to cover here. SP Plus likes UNC. Um, based off of what I have seen from Wake Forest to this point, I think UNC will be able to run the ball fairly well against them, and I think that's when Sam Howell is most dangerous, when you give him a running threat to take some pressure off of him to just yes. be the guy that wins the game by himself. So I will take the Tar Heels. I do have concerns about their defense against the claw fence. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's why they play the games. So give me True. Mac Brown. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I'll i go with Mike Forrest here. I think the claw fence runs it up. I um, do share your concerns with North Carolina's defense. Uh, North Carolina is very just inconsistent, and um, yeah, I, I th- I'll back I'll back Wake here. Uh, get a W. Let's go. Let's go, Deeks. It also kind of feels like the situation where UNC wins one, and everyone starts starts the presses back up. This like, is true. All right. They, all right. UNC and Tennessee. They had they they're on that they're on the same trip every year. Which, yeah, they just... they bought the same uh, PR program, and they follow it to a T. So. <laughs> Uh, next, we stay in the noontime slot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hugh Freeze Memorial Bowl. We've got Liberty, the Flames, traveling to one Ole Miss to take on Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. Ole Miss, favored by nine and a half. And that's where I'm going. I'm I'm taking the Rebels. Uh, we've got Matt Corral with a buzz cut. Allegedly. Oh yeah. No, um, I've seen. I've seen it. It's buzzed. So, so well, he's going to be faster and less susceptible to injuries. Do you um, remember when he had those braids? Yes. Like the he had like the Coolio braids. <laughs> like at the Speaking, beginning. Of last do you year? remember when Chris Long got cornrows <laughs> for the Gator Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> for the Gator Bowl. That it's was just perfect, Jacksonville solidarity. That is such a perfect end to that statement. Uh yes, I do remember. Yeah, well, we were on white guys who braided their hair, so I had right. I had to throw in the all time favorite, current um, Miami Dolphins uh, third string tight end and uh, very questionable Twitter account operator Adam Shaheen also has cornrows right now. Uh, if you okay. want some 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 troubling 
uh, anti-vax propaganda to retweet. <laughs> He's your guy. I'm just going to tell you right now. He's your guy. Uh, He's got it in spades. Let's throw that out there. But I did notice that he had like like full-on Kawhi Leonard straight back <laughs> braids. And I was okay. like, wow. Wow. What a, that is a strong look for a, you know, kind of a, kind of a Chris Long-esque hair Great color Adam. and like face set up. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Noted. Uh, but yeah, back to my pick. I am taking Ole Miss <laughs> and the shaved head quarterback. Um, I think Ole Miss's defense has seen enough mobile quarterbacks this season to the point where they won't like be caught way off guard. They might not be good enough to, to do awesome against Malik Willis because he's good. Um, but uh, I think that this still feels like Liberty's still at that point where like they play an SEC team and the trenches still kind of are a little bit lopsided and that's where you yeah. create two scores worth of separation. So give me the Rebs. Yeah, I agree. I'm riding with the Rebs here as well. Um, Liberty has had has taken a couple rough losses this year against teams that don't bring as much to the table as Ole Miss. Not to say that that directly travels. A little bit worried about the Matt Corral uh, health situation, just in that, you know, Lane doesn't seem super shy about running the offense if he's in there. I mean, they, it seems like, and Lane even says this, they they run they run the full playbook if he's available and playing. And that is a little troubling given how many times we've seen him sort of limp off the field or just otherwise look very beat up. Um, but yeah, I think Ole Miss's defense and especially defensive line should be able to bother Liberty enough to kind of boat race this one and pull it away. Yeah, I'm going to make it unanimous, even if I didn't agree with uh, everything you guys just said. I would 100% take Ole Miss. <laughs> also, Ole Miss runs runs the ball like very well. Like they yeah, have a top, they have like a top 15 rushing offense themselves. So I, I think they could definitely control this game on the ground. And um, you know, I'm kind of excited to see Malik Willis play. I mean, the guy's good. He's exciting. It could be interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's go Rebs. Hotty toddy, Kipio. <laughs> Gosh, mighty. Uh, all right. 3.30 p.m. CBS. Oh. Get your popcorn ready. This is the only, regrettably, the only ranked on ranked game we have to consume on Saturday. <sighs> it's Auburn. It's Texas A&M. Just a real. You can throw the records out. We're a not real knuckle buster of, of a matchup. Uh, the Aggies are home favorites by four and a half. Logan, please do the honors. This is the kind of SEC West game that I hate, like to to consume. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this has like. <clears throat> I will not have a smile on my face. Like the final score will be like twenty-two to seventeen uh-huh. in this game. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how do we get to twenty-two? Uh, yeah, we got there. Feels, you know, we feels like it big scoregami possibility. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, and I know Auburn's involved. Auburn, you know, they're not quite as as filled, filled with devil magic as they used to be. Uh, I think Harson, you know, to his credit on the football field, has done a great, great job, sort of like reining in the Bo Nix experience. And we, I mean, we say, I feel like we sort of say this every week, but um, I mean, yeah. Auburn looks like for, comp- for a guy who's so like careful and measured and uh, maybe cautious off, on the field with his schemes yes. and approach. It's it's <laughs> wild to see some some of the other stuff that's going on in his life. But sure. you know, right. not here, not here to judge. Well, he just wants his oper. He just he just really appreciates an offense that can operate with freedom. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like with I would rights. say, he, he likes to exercise his rights to punt uh, and play field position football occasionally. And Bo Nix used to not like that, but now Bo Nix has fallen in line. He's a reformed he's also, man. He's a, he's a freedom fighter as well. On on Brian Hart, one of Brian Harson's soldiers. So, <laughs> yeah. That, that all said, uh, I really, I think I'll take. Um, I think Auburn here. Okay. I, I like them. I don't know that I like them to win. I just don't know that Texas A&M. I, it, both these teams to me are very similar. Good defenses. Uh, not very, not overly dynamic. Like I'm telling you this, I don't think this is going to be like, this has 19 to 17. Like I'm sleeping early written all over it to me. So you're going um, on. I think it'll be hard hitting. Yeah. I think I take the end. What's the total at? <laughs> I got line bullets. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's pepper some on the total here. But yeah, I'll take I'll take Auburn. Texas A&M's been a little up and down this year. Auburn seems to be trending in the right direction. Granted, Texas A&M's been playing better, 
of late too. Um, but I, I kind of am riding this train in which I would love Auburn, Alabama to mean something in a couple of weeks. And we're headed in that direction if, if Auburn wins. So let's go, uh, whatever they are, War Eagle. Or Tigers. Tigers or whatever they say. Well, they have but three mascots, don't they? The Plainsmen, yes. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Yes, Sorry. it yeah. is, Jason. I apologize. Um, I'm going to take uh, the home Aggies in the hate barn, which is a regrettably great stadium name. Um, the hate barn. Yeah, I don't like the numbers, don't they're not great for Texas AM, but I think, um, you know, they, they haven't lost since they beat Alabama. Now they've played Missouri and South Carolina, so one would hope not, but right. Auburn's got to be kind of worn down. Three of the last four weeks, they've gone Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi. Um, I don't know, they won like, two of those, Paul. They did win two of those. Um, Feeling spicy. It just it feels like eventually something's got to get them, aside from Georgia applying their usual pain. Um, so I don't have, like, something I can point to, like Texas A&M. You know, they run the ball pretty well, but so does Auburn. And I think Texas A&M's defense is a little bit better, but um, I just like them at home. You don't you don't love Zach Calzada as a difference maker to to cover a four and a half. He he doesn't inspire enthusiasm in you, Jason. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. No. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm also going to take a And M. Um, I think the biggest factors for me are the home field, and they are coming off of a bye, and I I think I like the coaching matchup here a little bit. Not that Harson is not a good coach, but he this is his first go around in the SEC West. He doesn't know the secrets of of Jimbo and and the Aggies and how things work. And he you know, he might get distracted a little bit by the weird cultish behavior going on in between snaps. Um so who knows? But I'll take AM. Uh Logan, the total is forty nine. Um, so Ooh. I, that's kind Seems of a tiny high. number, but, uh, that's a low number, but I, I don't know. I mean, geez, a little 20, a little 25, 24 action. Yeah. That gets yeah. you there. That gets yeah. you a nice clean push. Um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we will see, uh, game four. We'll take it to the <clears throat> seven o'clock slot. Uh, we're going to give a little love to the mountain West conference. We've got Boise state at Fresno state. Uh, Fresno State favored by five. They've made some noise this year. They've got some impressive wins. Time to give them their flowers, I think. So we're going to pick a game in- involving the Bulldogs. And Jason's going to pick first, naturally. I don't want to, though. Yeah, so, well, that's wow. a beautiful thing. I can flip my golden John Adams from the car wash if you want Ooh, me to, Jason. That's what I forgot. I forgot a coin. That's on me. That's a rookie move. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it. We're gonna get in, the, get in the film room and get it fixed. You could just um, spin one of your brand new Srixons in the air and let it clatter on the floor and see where uh, it's pointing. Just, just saying that out loud. Toss the tee, Jason. I'm ready for a lost and lie adjustment. They just showed up. I'm ready for a lost and lie adjustment. Gotta bring them in. Gotta bring yep. them in, Mace. It's time. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Fresno here. Um, I want to take Boise State, but I do think that. Um, I do think that Fresno is a better team and a better team should be able to cover five at home. Uh, I like Fresno's offense. They move the ball. They throw the ball all over the place. It's delightful. Um, yeah, I think I think that, that spread might be too low. Thus, I'm going to take Fresno. You're welcome for this gambling 101. Yeah. Lesson. You're a big Jake Hayner guy? Big Jake Hayner guy. Big Jake Hayner guy. Love the way he battles. He he is a fighter. I'm also going to take Fresno State. Uh, what did I write down that I liked? Oh, uh, they are coming off of a of a impressive-ish win against one Brady Hoke and San Diego State. Um, Boise's got some defensive issues. It would appear they are averaging being outgained. Uh, the reverse Florida Gator, we call that these days, um, and. Yeah, their their quarterback Hayner, he has thrown for twenty three tuds, only six picks, um, so doing a pretty decent job. 
of getting the ball to his guys as as much as they throw and staying away from just catastrophic turnovers. Um, yeah. And they're at home. I like that. So uh, give me Fresno. Yeah, Jake Hader's kind of like Diet Matt Corral. Uh, he's got like my man. My man takes some hits. He battles, does a lot of wincing to the camera after like throwing touchdowns, which is, I, I mean, that's the he mark of a, true, a, a true gritty leader. Love that. Can't yeah, get kinda, enough. Kind of Kurt Benkert. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I went Diet Matt Corral, Kurt Benkert. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Same. Same vibe. But uh, yeah. So that all said, uh, I'll ride with the Bulldogs of Fresno. Like I said, Jordan Boise. A uh, little up and down this year. Defense not uh, as reliable as some of the defenses in the past. A bit of a reset year for Boise. All right. Uh, and our fifth and final contest of the evening. We'll kick off half an hour later. It's in the Pac-12. It features a team that was regrettably ranked ahead of our sweet Bearcats in this week's rankings. We've got the Oregon Ducks traveling to... Uh, wherever in Washington the Huskies reside these days. Jimmy Lake and those boys are hosting the Ducks, who are seven-point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take Oregon. Um, they I want to have... be clear. Washington resides in a tiny little uh, college town, Seattle. Okay. Well, I yeah. was I was going to guess Spokane to, uh, to really lighten, lighten the mood and uh, like spicing things up a little bit. I'm going to take Oregon. All that said, I'm going to take Oregon. Um, they have proven to us already that they can play well on the road. They they beat Ohio State, as previously mentioned. Um, Washington struggles with creativity and uh, imaginativeness, imagination, <laughs> if you will. On I was trying to get somewhere, and it didn't work. It's fine. No, it worked perfectly. Imaginative, um, imaginativeness. Is imaginativeness. Yes. <laughs> Suck it, Webster's. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't love what Washington tries to do on the offensive side of the ball. They are certainly a defense first, middle, and last team. Um, Which rarely, just like I'd like to point out, rarely bodes well for your, your Pac-12 defensive <laughs> lines such setups. Yeah. Uh, and I think the fact that Oregon was ranked where they are uh, maybe puts a little pep in their step. Like, okay, if we we start winning some games big and putting some style points up on the board, we we can do this. We can do this, team. Go Ducks! So, I, for those reasons, give me Phil Knight's Oregon uniform <coughs> mannequins. Did we have a little bit of spicy like uh, administrator uh, beef? There were some president this, quotes. Yeah, this <laughs> matchup. Uh, I believe was it. Someone at Oregon was uh, like not even acknowledging um, Jimmy Lake as the head coach at Washington. Uh, they have a lot of respect for the former head coach at Washington, Chris Peterson. Love that. Some spicy nugs in there for sure. But uh, that all said, I got to go with Oregon. I think they're too good. They seem to be rounding into form. I am, I am regretting my, is Oregon really going to roll with the Boston College quarterback take that I rolled out early in this season? Uh, it appears to be working out okay so far, aside from whatever the hell happened when they played Stanford earlier this year. Uh, but, hey, you know, sometimes you have bad games. Just ask Florida. They have, they've had four of them. So uh, you can, you know, uh, I just think Oregon has been recruiting better. They're, they're, like, trying to do the SEC thing. They should be able to push Washington around. I like their line play and the physicality. I just hope this isn't like a weird stinker game for Oregon and they just kind of like grind one out. Cause I think that that potential does exist in this matchup. Um, you know, but uh, at this point, I think you got to ride with Oregon to cover. I'm looking for reasons to pick Washington because this does feel like a weird. Phil Steele was super high on Washington to begin yeah. the year. He was his number one surprise team. They were his number one. And the great thing about buying the magazine is those words will not be edited. You've got <laughs> you've got it in hard print. Those awful takes. I like. It feels like a possibility, but like Washington's not great against the run. Jason, you want a reason? Washington's got a, a strikingly similar color scheme to the Dukes. They're purple and gold, like all perfect schools are. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to take Washington. JMU East. Go I'm ahead. Do it. I'm going to do it. Um, JMU West. Sorry. I don't love that Oregon gives up 400 yards a game. Uh, I would love uh, for teams in front of Cincinnati to lose to make things super awkward. There's just too oh, many yes. emotional sides of this that I'm I'm going to take. I'm going to take Washington. <clears throat> All right, we've got you on the record as picking both, so you're yeah, safe. exactly. So I will correct whatever goes wrong here. You sly dog you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for Week 10 picks. Uh, they're sure to succeed. and As they have all season, particularly green, as of late. Nothing but green spreadsheet. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. You guys got big plans for the weekend? Going to get to consume some foosball? Yeah. I, yep. I I plan on watching, uh, depending on the weather. Might might get out for another range sesh, and, uh, oh. and you know we got got semi season tomorrow evening. Um, so semi-season. try and try and get the sticks. Yes. I'm sticks not, not sure how I feel with this immediately taking the. What do you mean semi season? It's, it's an aggressive name. I don't know why. It just it feels inappropriate. I can't tell you why. Yeah, it does. It does. It has a some it has some sex toy vibes to it <laughs> in the season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll be on the same display in the the quick trip as the jerchos. You you can buy jerchos. <laughs> you can buy a pack of jerchos in a in a semi season for a crazy crazy weekend. Uh, oh man. That'll be great. Yep, looking forward to that. Okay, let's land the plane here. We're at the Wheel Please Route do. on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast.gmail.com is the email address. The wheelroute.com is the website. You can go there, stream the show there, uh, and view the pick spreadsheet there. Uh, we're going to be rounding the corner here, heading home. Really going to be going to be nothing but winners from here on out. Nothing but good vibes and winners. Uh, until we meet again, thank you for joining us. We love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes.